It's now time for our weekly discussion on weather and climate with retired National Weather Service meteorologist Hugh Johnson. And this conversation will be our last in 2023, so we wanted to take a bit more time this week to reflect on the year and the weather and climate events that will define this year. Thanks for joining me, Hugh. Hello, Sina. How are you doing? Great. So what do you think that 2023 will be remembered for regarding weather and climate? Well, for uh, the world, it's going to looks like it could be the warmest year on record that still not hasn't been cast in stone. We still got a couple weeks left, but we are running very close to our all time warmest year. We've had many of these, of course, in the last decade. So it looks like this one will exceed those. And here in Albany, it won't be our warmest year, but it will be remembered as a warm and wet year, not our wettest year, but it was, uh, we had above normal precipitation. We're, we're already above normal for the year, over 40 inches. And uh, temperature wise, yeah, we're running, we're running quite a bit above normal once again for the year. And this is including or adjusted upwards of, uh, of our 30 year averages, which have gone up and we're still above, um, averaging above normal. And can you remind us what the previously uh, or the current um, top warmest year has been on record? For us locally, well, for us, it's 2012. For the world, I believe it's 2016. So it's been a couple of years since we've we've broken the record. That was an El Nino, too. We're having an El Nino this year. Not quite as strong as that, but the Earth is warming uh, even without it. But that's adding even a little bit more warmth to uh, to the whole global picture. So you've broken down 2023 by months. Can you walk us through some of the major events of this year? Absolutely. Uh, So we'll start out in January. January turned out to be our mildest January since 1937. You heard that right. Beating out with an average of 32.2. It was very cloudy. I remember it was a very cloudy month. And we did get a, a bit of snow. We had 11 inches. So we we weren't skimping on snow. We were a little bit below normal. But most of our snow, as in most of the year uh, that winter was, was heavy and wet. It was not the real fluffy type. But we did get, you know, 11 inches of snow. We were wetter than normal and, again, very mild. Then in February, we did have a very intense cold snap in the middle of the month, right around Valentine's Day, where it dropped to 13 below zero one day. And then two days later, we were above normal. We ended up above normal February. It was drier, but we had the, the breaking of the polar vortex and that sort of set the stage, I think, for the a lot of the year, we had a very blocky atmosphere. Before that, we had a very progressive atmosphere with not a lot of blocking, very smooth, fast-moving systems. And then things started to change after that polar vortex split. Even though it didn't stay cold long, it really did start to a, a block. And that block was really noted in March. Even though March ended up a little bit above normal, it was our snowiest month. We had two large snowstorms, uh, one on the 4th and the 5th one on the 14th and 15th, uh, both close to 10 inches of snow, a lot more in the higher elevations, and both storms caused a lot of power outages, especially the 14th, 15th one. There wasn't quite as much as the Pi Day storm, but it was in some ways more destructive because it was a much wetter snow, and it was it was a pretty wet month in March, too. Then April was interesting because April, again, is still in a blocky pattern. We end up starting out in a very dry uh, uh, the first half of April, and it was chilly, but then it warmed up dramatically. In fact, we had a near heat wave on the 13th and 14th, hitting 89 both those days. I actually hit 90 or higher at my thermometer, but and then it looked like it was going to be a dry spring. All of a sudden, we had 
a couple of cutoff lows develop in the end of April. We seem to have that a lot. That doesn't, that's not unusual. And uh, we remind us what a cutoff low is. Oh, cutoff low. Sorry, my bad. Is a low that completely breaks off from the westerlies in the upper atmosphere, kind of spins along on its own slowly and kind of meanders and can, can cause unsettled weather for days, for quite a few days. And the season of cutoff lows it really is late April and May. That's when they most often occur. So good question. Yes. And uh, we had, again, we coupled in late April and uh, that made up for the dryness in the beginning of the month. So we end up above normal in April and we started in the very beginning of May with rain, but then we went back to dry again. In fact, May was our driest month, 1.16, I think at the airport. And it would have been drier except for the first day of the month, we had a bit of rain. Um, and it was uh, a little cooler than normal, even though it got warm at the end, we had a 32 degree reading on May 18th. Actually, I'm, I take that back. May was just slightly above. It was very close to normal, but we had a, a, a 32 degree uh, temperature on May 18th. And then we had, um, but we also end up having a great Memorial Day weekend of all the holiday weekends by far. It was the nicest one. It was warm, not humid, not too hot, but 80s and, and lows in the 50s for the most part. And uh, there was no other holiday that came close to that in 2023. And then in June, the pattern started to change again. It was interesting. We, it definitely June broke the, the we had had a bunch of mild months. And then June was, was, was a bit cooler than normal, even though it started hot. And we ended up having uh, a, a bit more rain. It wasn't, we didn't get a lot of rain, but we had 18 days of, if you count traces of, of measurable rain, which is a little bit much for June. But the big legacy in June was the smoke. The Canadian forest fires were raging and we had many days of smoke and a couple of them with the air quality index went to an unhealthy range. And I know personally, there was one day it affected my lungs for about a week or two. And one day where it was really, really bad. And we had a lot of that in June. So I think June that kind of messed up the June between that being kind of cool, cloudy and smoky, not the best of Junes. And then, of course, we it's get the first time that uh, I really remember that kind of smoke. And so I think for many people, that will be definitely a really defining uh, climate occurrence of 2023. Oh, I agree. Uh, we, 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 we've had smoke outs a day or two, but there were many days in June. That's what made it really particularly disturbing. And then in July, we still had some smoke, but the, the big legacy was the rain. We had only 17 days of rain, actually one less than June, but lots of big rain um, in July on the 18th, over two inches at the airport with a, a band that just set up. And I was in that band in Colony Center and it was pouring, not so much at my house, but it right under that band. And it was actually at one point, the sun was shining and it was still raining very hard. It was very, very interesting. And there was a lot of severe weather in July, not so much in Albany itself, but in surrounding areas. I talking to my coworkers, my former coworkers, I should say, at the weather service, they said it was a rough month a lot of severe weather. I don't know if there were any tornadoes or not. I can't remember offhand, but there was a lot of uh, thunderstorm damage. But again, right here in the Albany area, it was more, more about just the rain, just rain, over 10 inches of rain or wettest July on record. And it was hotter than normal, two and a half degrees above normal, very humid. And then in August, we cooled off again, but we stayed kind of wet, not as bad as July. It wasn't quite as outrageous, but uh, the weird thing about July, we only hit 84 for our highest temperature, which is one of the lowest high temperatures. I think it was the lowest in many, many years. I, I can't remember the exact day, to be honest with you, uh, uh, how many months ago, but it was a long time. Uh, 
So we, we didn't even get close to 90s, but fear not, because in September, it got really hot again. In fact, September was when we had our only official heat wave three days in a row of 90 or higher. I believe the 5th to 7th, a uh, couple, I think a couple of them, might, one of them might have been a record high, 93 or hottest temperature of the whole summer. And then it cooled off after that. It wasn't so hot after that, but we ended up a little bit above normal and precipitation was pretty close to normal. So not a bad September, though it was very summery. And then October, it got really warm again. In fact, October, I believe April and January were all top 10 warmest months. October was our, I think our third or fourth warmest it was it beat out 2021 and not that far behind 2017 which is our warmest october on record so we've had three warm octobers in the last 10 years which is on the top 10 list which goes back to 1840 so quite a bit of uh, that's pretty impressive and uh, we hit 85 on the 4th and i think 86 on the 5th and with some of our warmest temperatures we've seen in october in a long time, I, I, I want to say at least a couple of decades. So, and then we hit an 80 again on the 27th for a record. I think we had like three or four record high temperatures that month. So very impressive indeed. Precipitation was near normal, a lot drier to our south, but near normal. And then November got drier. We actually had a dry month in November, but it got cooler. We also had some snow in the end of the month, not a big storm, but a couple inches make it about normal. And so far in December, we're running a little bit above normal. And uh, we're running, we got a good soaking rain uh, on Monday, on Sunday night, uh, over an inch. So we're above normal now for the month. We've had a lot of days of precipitation and snowfall near normal, but we did escape a big snowstorm in the, in the valley on, the, on this Monday where uh, we just stayed a little too warm for snow to really stick. So that's basically it in, the, in a nutshell. It was wet and warm uh, 2023, as we've seen many times over and over again with our climate change. Interesting. And speaking of warming, the crossing the 1.5 degrees Celsius yes. warming mark was predicted to take place in 2050. But now there's a prediction that it might take place next year. Uh, what is your research telling you? Do you think that it's going to be warming that quickly? Maybe not quite that quickly, but a lot quicker than 2050. I think it's going to be before 2030. We actually hit it one day, I believe a couple weeks ago, there was one day that we actually hit it on one day. And I think it's going to become more frequent. I absolutely don't see any reason why it wouldn't. So I would say before 2030 anyways. So that that's it. And that is a red flag, because that's we begin to really see other things, a lot of stress on the planet. That added stress, unfortunately, that will not be a good thing. And you mentioned we have passed it. So what does it mean to actually cross this line? Does it mean every day of the year is past 1.5? What actually makes us? No, no, it was one day. There was a, it, was, it was one day, and I can't remember the day. It was about two weeks ago. In, I think it was in November, even though we were a little cooler than normal. Uh, or maybe it was late October, but I think it was November that we actually, the, the world as, as a whole, crossed it for one, the first time. So it's the beginning of what's going to happen. No, we're, it's, it's going to happen on, in days here and there. And we are in an El Nino, so that's helping to add a little bit of heat. So, But even so, I'd say it's going to become a more regular occurrence in the 2030s, maybe. You know, if we don't, if we don't clean our act up, if we don't, because we're continuing to put too much CO2 in the atmosphere, that's not changing. We've talked about that several times in the past year. 
So you said the world did cross it for one day. So have we already met this mark or is there a different mark to actually consider us having crossed the 1.5? Well, again, you know, it was a preliminary uh, calculation. I haven't heard a confirmation, but it was already a, 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 a alarm bell that we I, I actually hit it at least temporarily. So, you know, it was, it was one day, but not for the whole year. So it means crossing that mark for a full year. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen for a few years, but it, it's on its way. <laughs> so you mentioned the El Nino. Uh, what, are this, what is the prediction? Are we going to go to a La Nina year? And how is that going to, what's the forecast? What do you, is there any prediction for what next year might look like? Okay. So the El Nino is forecast to continue well into next year. It's strong. It's robust. So we probably will see it into the spring of next year. And then that's the, the, the wild card. At that point, will it flip back to a La Nina or go to La Nada? A lot of times after a strong El Nino, we do go back to La Nina. So I would lean with that 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 thinking, but it, I don't know how strong it will be. That will cool try to th- cool things down a little bit. But again, we all know that, that that's part of the equation, but the CO2 is a much bigger in, in, in warming the earth up. It's really, really the thing that's been warming us up. The El Nino does add a few tents, that, no doubt about it, but uh, it's going to keep warming even with La Nina or La Nada or El Nino. <laughs> All right. So we're recording this on December 11th. What kind of a weather forecast can you give us at this time? Well, it looks like the, we had our storm. Uh, some people got snow, some didn't. It looks like the, we're going to be pretty quiet the rest of the week. Temperatures are maybe slightly below normal, but not really cold. Uh, we're going to see fairly dry conditions. There might be a few snow showers on Wednesday, and it's going to stay breezy, a little bit breezy. We'll have to watch our next storm. will be late next weekend, and we've had a weekend of, of having precipitation. But I think we'll finally... We might luck out and get most of the weekend without any precipitation, but we've got to watch a storm late in the weekend the next week. It, it could be rain or snow uh, as the southern jet stream gets active again. Right now, it's going to kind of split the jet stream and some energy is going to stay south. So we're not going to get any big storms until next weekend. So we'll have to watch and see if that goes offshore and we get hit by that. The jury's still out on that one. Hugh Johnson, thank you for joining us every week. And it's been great to kind of reflect on the year of 2023. And we're looking forward to talking with you again in 2024. Absolutely. I've been very enjoyable. Thanks, Sina. You have a great uh, holiday season. (laughs) You too. Thanks so much, Hugh. All right. Bye-bye.